Okay, today is conspiracy theory or conspiracy fact. I'm going to start having one of these shows on a regular basis, I believe, because there's so many great conspiracies out in this world, and some of them have turned out to be factual, like the one I'm going to speak about today. Many people don't even know about it, of course. I have my guest speaker here today, guest, um, for the last couple podcasts, Danny Beard, he's going to join me in the analysis of the gateway process. It's a declassified military experiment that has made its way to the civilians and we have picked up on it. And many people don't know about it because it was a hush, hush, quietly released thing. But um, it was released in 2003 so it's been around for a while, but yet nobody seems to have heard of it. I just luckily happened upon some people talking about it and got to do some digging and looking into it. So how about we jump on into it, Danny? Sounds good, man. All right. It's about the expansion, the expansion of our consciousness, out-of-body experiences, and altered states of mind. Sounds like they were taking psychedelics, but they weren't. This is how to do it without drugs. So, the CIA has declassified a set of documents called the Gateway Process. It provides a scientific framework for expanding consciousness, out-of-body experiences, and other altered states of mind. Simply put, the CIA believes in the paranormal. Okay, it was declassified on, doesn't give the exact date, but it's, it's 1983. I don't know what month. Um, I'm sorry, it was the reports from 1983. That's the report we have. It was released in 2003, as I said a while ago. So it just, I guess, hadn't been discovered by lots of people until as of recent um, the full report, I would highly suggest, is like 25 pages that this general wrote on it to give to his superiors to describe the whole scientific process. It's fascinating. So I'm going to give you a synopsis of this gateway process, and me and Danny are going to kind of discuss through it what's going on here and our point of view on what's happening. Um, this is, of course, is... A scientific project that produced states of expanded human consciousness and this research project was started like I said in the 70s the total budget for it was 20 million dollars back then so if it started in the 70s and ended in 83 for 13 years there you look back at that time frame 20 million dollars that's a lot of freaking money I can only fathom if you were able to calculate it in today's dollars, I would think probably a hundred million dollars to do this this study. 
So these declassified documents include a system designed to teach people how to focus their brainwaves. The process alters the consciousness and allows it to move outside of the physical sphere and ultimately escape the restrictions of time and space. The participant then gains access to higher levels of intuitive understanding. What differentiates the gateway experience from forms of maybe meditation is to use their hemi-sync technology. Now, the hemi-sync technology, what I've gathered, is a way to take your conscious brain and your subconscious brain, the left and right side hemispheres, and make them come into sync, which in normal human beings, that does not ever happen. They do not get in coherence like that. Hemi-sync audio Techniques developed by Bob Monroe, the lead scientist, induced a sustained hemisync utilizing the Institute's basic Focus 3 tapes. Studies conducted by people that don't make a difference if I mention their name have shown that a subject with 20 years of training in Zen meditation could consistently establish this hemisync at will. So there is people that have the ability to do this because they had obviously studied some monks, some Buddhist monks that had this ability. That's interesting. Okay, this secret document covers what Bob Monroe, the lead scientist of the Monroe Institute, was doing with the CIA during the 80s. He started in the 50s, not under the government control yet, Bob Monroe discovered that specific sound patterns have measurable effects on human capabilities. The secret documents cover what Bob Monroe and the Monroe Institute was doing with the CIA during the 1980s. But back in the 1950s, Bob Monroe was actually an author and a scientist. He wrote three books. You can go look those up for yourself if you're interested in it out there. Bob Monroe's his name. But he discovered specific sound patterns have measurable effects on human capabilities. Basically, they're talking about binaural beats, which I actually mentioned on my last podcast because they actually do work. But you have to have a set of headphones to induce um, a state of being through binaural beats because you need a certain uh, megahertz coming through, like, say, your right ear and a different megahertz coming through the left ear. So... Each part of your brain is actually picking up a, a different megahertz or kilohertz. I don't know which one it is. But anyways, so there's slight variations in them. And your brain seeks to adapt to the mismatch of the level to create synchronicity at whatever level it's at. Which could be, say, I've created a megahertz pattern that mimics what the brain looks like on electrocardiograms that is for focus. Okay, say that's at this certain level, 80,000 kilohertz. Well, then they're going to put 80,000 in the right and maybe they'll put 80,500 in the left and get get you to mimic focus in the brain by hearing this through your ears. It sounds crazy, but it actually works. And I'm actually into binaural beats because they do work if you use them. And they've been done correctly. So that's what they're talking about here. The sound patterns they're talking about 
affect alertness, sleepiness, expanded states of consciousness, etc. Basically what I was just saying. So he became, this is Bob Monroe, he became obsessed with sleep learning and hypnopedia, which exposes, exposes sleepers to sound recordings to improve recall of previously learned information. That's interesting. So you can learn while you're asleep or in a meditative state, unaware of it. Now, the binaural beats that we have access to and what they're talking about in this study are on a whole different level. We don't have access to this stuff. But I did find out, Danny, that this Monroe Institute is still in operation. Interesting. Yeah, and you can go there. I don't remember how many thousands of dollars it is to go there, but it's an intensive course. It's like months that you have to go there to learn some of these techniques. But what they are talking about that the government paid for these studies to produce these results that I'm going to get into, you can actually go to the Monroe Institute that was hired by the government to do all these studies and learn this stuff yourself if you have the money and the time to do it because they still exist to this day. So I did look into that and was surprised to find out that they're still available. Now, whether the government has curbed them from giving people access to certain things that they want to have restrictions on, I don't know. Okay. So we talked about his, he learned about this sleep learning method. He talked about these different sounds giving him sleep paralysis. You ever experienced that? No. You never have? I have. I've had it happen to me like three times in my life and it's the scariest shit I've ever experienced. It's where you are fully awake, conscious. I've been twice in my body, one time out of my body where I can consciously see what's going on turn my eyes, whatever. The one other time that I was talking about where I was out of my body, I was floating around the room looking around at everything. And I'm talking about like down to the point where you could see little things like the alarm clock sitting next to you, change sitting on the desk. I didn't go outside the room, <clears throat> but I was in the room looking around and I could see my body laying there and the covers on me and me asleep. The other two times were the scariest to me because I was awake, but I couldn't move. Damn. And I felt a presence in the room. I felt like something was in the room with me. And it was this dark, ominous feeling like almost like I was paralyzed because it was holding me down. Like an entity. Yes. Mm. So, and it's not really discussed in this synopsis, but many of the people that were participants in this study claim that they were able to meet with entities that some people would consider demonic. They were able to meet with some entities you would consider angelic. Some met entities that would be considered maybe alien because this program is diving into not just our dimension, but interdimensional travel through the states of mind that they go into. 
And it's explained why they're able to travel interdimensionally, very scientifically, through quantum dynamic, dynamics and, and physics and all these things that me and you probably wouldn't even understand talking about. But it blew my mind to read the shit anyways, to say the least. That definitely sounds like it's leaning towards something very interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's more than interesting. I mean, I'm sure it was terrifying to you not to be able to fucking move, but at the same time, I mean, sleep paralysis is a real thing. I mean, if if you anybody wants to find out what sleep paralysis is, just Google it. It's it's another it's a phenomenon some people experience during surgery. They wake up during the surgery. They feel the surgeon cutting on them, everything, but they can't respond. they can't okay, respond. now that has happened. Now that has happened to me. Um, back when I was 18 years old. <clears throat> little quick side story here. You don't have back to be. You don't have years, to be so close to the mic. You're like crystal. Okay. Your mic's picking up great. Great, awesome, good mic. Worth the money. Um, Definitely. Uh, back when I was 18 years old, I went into. Well, I'm not going to name the hospital, but anyhow. Um, I went into the hospital to have a hernia operation. And I remember when I got there, they were basically prepping me and everything. The anesthesiologist came over. He's like, hey, I'm going to inject morphine into you now. I was uh, like, the good stuff. He's like, while he's feeding it to me through the IV, I, he said, hey, see that clock on the wall? He said, watch that. He said, yeah, he'll, the whole he'll count, fly- countdown maneuver. Yeah, watch that second hand. He goes, I bet you can't make it 10 seconds. Yeah, sometimes they even ask you to count down. So I, he said, well, I was actually in a, like a kind of an open waiting room kind of thing while I was doing it. I wasn't actually in the surgical room at that point. And so there I was in this hallway looking at this clock. He shoots me up with the morphine. And dude, I swear to God, I blinked and literally five minutes disappeared. I literally just like blinked my eyes and five minutes was gone and he was gone which freaked me out. I was looking around. I was like, what the hell? I was like, that dude's like disappearing on me. And then he comes back over there a few minutes later. He's like, holy shit. He's like, why are you still awake? I said, what do you mean? He goes, man, he goes, I just hit you with enough morphine. It should have knocked you out through surgery. I was like, uh, well, yeah, I guess you better hit it again, buddy. Cause it didn't work. And I felt doped up but i wasn't unconscious like he expected me to be so he hit me again okay right now i'm out okay time passes apparently i wake up on the table while i'm being cut open and all i hear is these weren't worms man like everybody sounded like they were speaking their own fucking language it was just distorted you could tell they had dialogue going on but you couldn't coherently make out what they're saying yeah, it just sounded real scrambled. There was a bright light, obviously, but, over me. And you're in the middle of the operation. Bright light makes sense because they're in the middle of doing the surgery. So yeah. that there's a bright light over you. They have to see. But the weird part is, so I you can't make move. out what they're saying. And but but do you yeah, feel do you feel knives cutting on you? Do you, anything like that? No, man. But I couldn't move. I mean, I was just I was trying, dude. My eyes could move, but they were kind of distorted from the blinding light. And then all I remember is seeing a sheet of green. And later on, they explained to me what happened was, is I woke up on the table 
and the green, like all the weird shit I saw, because it freaked me out. It seemed like aliens were fucking cutting on me or something, dude. Like it was creepy. Everything it's was very sports. disorienting, I'm sure, because they they use multiple things. It's not just um, anesthesia. They usually do local anesthetic. Yeah, was, they do local anesthetic where they're cutting on you. So if you do wake up, you don't feel them actually cutting on you. Hopefully, it was almost and, like. It was almost like uh like when you watch uh like Jacob's Ladder or Fire in the Sky, dude, you like you're you just you think you got like aliens like over you, hovering over you, fucking with you, doing weird shit to you. But then they told me after I woke up the reason why I saw what I saw was is because the green I saw coming over to my face, that's when I started panicking, dude. Is when I saw this big thing of green coming to my face. And what it was is they were gassing me, dude, to knock me the fuck back out. Right. <laughs> but I mean, I woke up. It they had be, so it, much. It can be dope. traumatizing. It really can. I mean, it, it's odd, it, dude, to have that experience where you wake up and you're being operated on. You, I started having some really fucked up dreams after that, man. That's that's what I remember. I started having some really bizarre, fucking twisted dreams, which I'm sure I've shared some with you before. Um, but it's weird how, like, Just, you, you know, you talk about, no, go ahead. That's the, 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 what you're talking about is it, it could make sense, especially when you talk about the government and this gateway project. One of the big things they stress is that there's different dimensions. Most people talk about it like a joke or it's in a movie. Well, the government talks about it in literal terms. There are different dimensions that we exist. And it's all explained in the document that is written out, the 25-page document that the uh, general was commissioned to write out on this study to hand into his superiors. And it's so freaking mind-blowing to read it. Another thing I'd recommend for anybody, go to YouTube and check out a guy named Esoteric Eddie. He did a YouTube video on this. And he describes it all very well. His breakdown is better than the one I'm reading from, but I didn't want to transcribe his whole damn video to bring it to you. But it's very well done. So I got to give a shout out to Esoteric Eddie on his uh, breakdown of this whole project. But they are saying different dimensions do exist. And Danny Kent is is actually you are existing in a parallel universe. And another thing people take for granted too is we're all electrical beings. Everything inside of you, every atom, the way if you get down to the nucleus of an atom, all of its surroundings, the protons, the neutrons, it's all electrical and it's stabilized and held into a certain pattern in motion. But in all reality, you're not solid. The table's not solid. The wall's not solid. If you get down to a microscopic level, everything is moving and it's all controlled by electricity. Matter. Yeah, it's electricity, man. Matter is all electric. It's electrically moving, but it is structured in a certain pattern that makes it where we see it as a physical object. Some things are not like the air. Some things have different capacities they exist in like water. But when you really get down to it, it's quite crazy to think, but 
nothing's really solid. We just perceive it as so. And science knows that there really is nothing that's solid, which is crazy to think about. I know. But there is a set of instructions that electrons, neutrons, cells, all these things are governed by that hold them into this certain structure that makes you who you are, Danny, and me who I am, and that table what it is, and that's how it exists. But it's no different, really, if you want to get into it than looking at a freaking video game or a computer program. It's all different forms of code that make it uh, the table in front of you in a video game or the human being in front of you in a video game. You're getting flashes of light. Explain, you know, I'm pretty sure they explained that in the Matrix, right? It, that That's really what it gets down to. But what I'm trying to say to you almost is that our reality can be compared to simulation in a computer, which is why there's lots of actual scientists theorizing on simulation theory that our universe is comparable to a computer world or a simulated universe. Because when you get down to microscopically the way it's put together, it's it could be controlled by a computer program. Now, does that mean What's we're all plugged program? into the, the Matrix? No. It, I'm not no. saying we're plugged into the fucking <laughs> Matrix. But like consciousness, what they're diving into in this experimental procedure of making your consciousness lift and leave your physical body, what happens when you die? Well, most people believe that you get reincarnated. You go to heaven. You go to hell. You're going somewhere. You have a soul. Well, consciousness can leave your physical body. I've experienced it. You've probably experienced it. A lot of people out there have experienced it. A lot of people haven't, though, so they can't relate to this. But I have experienced myself leaving my body and going other places. Some people, maybe it's only happened in a dream. I've experienced it in my physical body without a dream, without drugs. I've had it happen through sleep. I've had it happen with psychedelics. That is using what people would call a drug. But the, the truth of the matter is consciousness can go other places. So we are inhabiting this meat sack we're in right now. You're in that meat body. I'm in this meat body. But what happens after the fact? Or what happens if we learn someday, maybe the government knows, how to leave, take your consciousness with you and go somewhere else? which is what they talk about in the study, being able to go to other places and view, which people have talked about. And it's, there's been movies made about it, like men's tarot goats and stuff like that, where the government was doing stuff on a way more complex system like this than what they showed in the movie, where they'll, they'll, they'll say, hey, we need you to go look into this Russian base and tell us what you find, what you see. We need you to go on to Mars and tell us what is on Mars. And if they get the person into the right frame of mind through this gateway project, they could get them to traverse different dimensions, different whatever, 
you know, and, and get them somewhere else to get a report back from them. And astonishingly, what I found out from lots of this is if they could get the person into the right train of mind, they could get accurate reports back from people that there's no way they could know certain things that they found out unless they were able to actually leave their body and go find out what's going on in another room, maybe across the city, maybe across the country. Now, you can't verify something that's on another planet, <laughs> but they actually asked some of their participants to go well, to we'll another watch me. Yeah, they, they actually asked some of their participants to go to other planets. And uh, they had some disturbing reports. <laughs> they had a uh, Titan, uh, somebody go to Titan. They had somebody go to Mars. Um, I don't remember exactly. I mean, if you want to get into the, the full report about all that shit, it's ludicrous, like crazy shit. You're going to like be like, no way. But again, remember, we're all electrical beings. We're all assembled by electricity. All of our cells, everything. Our brain fires through electricity. Our nervous system fires through electricity. You exist through electricity. You emit an aura of electricity around your body. So when you get down to all this, we're living in an electrical universe. And when you think about everything and the way it works quantum theory, all this stuff that even Albert Einstein was talking about. All this is included in their studies and what they use to develop this project and get people outside their own body that they're in and take their consciousness to other places. As strange and fucked up as it sounds. You know, it's weird, man. I was just, I was sitting here thinking while you were talking about that, you know, with society, the way it is today, I mean, you can, like, ponder on all the different types of religions in the world and um, different beliefs that people have and stuff. And, you know, I don't like to, you know, come out and say, oh, no, come on, man. You tell me you believe in this. You know, I'm not one of those people. But, you know, I think we, I think, well, I don't want to say that. I want to say not the narrow-minded, but I think the people that are more open-minded whether they're religious or they have any kind of belief structure, they may be open to the possibility that I think we all can somewhat agree that when we die, I don't think that's the end. You know what I'm saying? I would I don't say want to get, you're right. I don't want to say I'm not getting heavy on religion because I'm not, but I no. will say this much. I think whenever people talk about your conscious leaving your body, perhaps our conscious is our soul. We don't know. Right, I mean, because nobody, that, that's, you raised a great point. I'm sorry to butt in on you, Danny, but you made a great point. Consciousness cannot be explained by science. No matter how many years they've tried to explain consciousness, they can't explain it. Maybe right. it is imperative to say exactly what you just said. It is indetachable from what we consider a soul. Maybe that's what it is. And maybe that's why, like, and I, I know a lot of, there's, probably going to be a lot of narrow-minded critics that don't want to tap on this but here's the thing it's been proven documented um and i know that people watch movies and they think oh that's a scary movie but there's movies that are based on true stories like the entity and movies of that nature 
where people like that woman in that movie played by Barbara Hershey, but was a real person in real life. And she couldn't escape the entity. I don't know how many people actually saw that movie, but it was a phenomenal movie. If you hadn't seen it, um, it was back in the early eighties, Barbara Hershey, great movie. Definitely check it out. If you can find it anywhere, it's very hard to find. Um, but she was being basically tortured, abused and raped by an entity. And, this is a true story. And when she moved from the place that she was at when it first started, it followed her. <laughs> Literally followed her. This happened here in Texas, man. And this was way back. I want to say it happened in Texas. Ha- we love yeah. entities. <laughs> yeah. It always happens here in Texas. Everything happened in Texas. Everything's bigger and better. Even entities. They the fuck you in Texas. Yep. Yeah, when you die, that's all you want. You you want you still want your entity dick to work. If you die in Texas, you get to come back and fuck people. <laughs> but it, but it was a it was a very aggressive film. Like I don't know how they pulled the the shit off that they did in that film in the early eighties. It was um, right. They actually effect. had the special effects of. <laughs> Her being on a bed and pressure being put down on her and being like grabbed. Yeah, and, yeah, and, dude. Like the yeah. scene where the entity is like grabbing her tits and you see the fingerprints, but you don't see anything else. It's like, how did they do that in like 1980? Uh, who knows? It's crazy. But maybe, anyhow, maybe they the, contracted the, the entity to be in it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Hey, man. <laughs> we'll make sure that uh, you have full access to Barbara Hershey regular. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> we'll give you more uh, victims. But irony behind that is she went on to do that movie, uh, Temptation Across, which is a real fucked up movie. But uh, anyhow, um, I just think that it's kind of, you know, you start like looking at a documentation of all the stuff that has actually occurred. And it's, it's not, you know, what causes entities to stick around, whether they're demonic or nice or whatever. Um, but that's the whole thing is people have talked about spirits you know, stuff like that. And of course, you're a making a great are, point. You, I mean, a lot of people are like narrow minded. They don't even want to hear it. They're like, Oh, you watch too many fucking horror movies. And, and maybe I do, but um, honestly, I believe that when we die, our consciousness obviously leaves our body because we're fucking a corpse, dude. We're just a meat sack. And, and eventually we're going to deteriorate, go back to the earth, whatever. Yeah. The body and goes, but where does that, where does that consciousness, where does that soul go? Yes, does it get, does does it it get trapped? Do you can Is there a possibility that sometimes you get trapped in between? You're here. You're not quite in wherever there may be a heaven. Maybe the, maybe there's a hell. Maybe you're supposed to travel to another dimension. Maybe there's some place you're supposed to go that we don't know, that we haven't conceived of, that we don't have a book for. That it isn't about Jesus Christ or Allah or whoever. Maybe it's something that we don't know. But maybe sometimes people slip through. And they don't make it quite to the other dimension, which direction they're supposed to go. And they hang here for a minute. And maybe that's a spirit. Maybe that's a vampire. Maybe that's a werewolf. Maybe that's an alien. Well, you know, many great writers, um, especially like, uh, not writers of this century or last, but many great writers always speculated, you know, and they had good point that, you know, because it is all speculation. Nobody knows. But they had a good point is what does happen? I mean, people talk about heaven and hell, obviously that's religious based. So the whole hope is, is that when you die, that there is something else, there is some kind of light at the end of that tunnel. 
but the whole thing is, is that how do we know, you know, that our body that you, you talk, we're talking about entity stuff like that. I mean, in, you made a good point whenever you were saying, you know, sometimes people, you know, the souls get trapped here, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, is trapped here. A lot of writers have always speculated that they had unfinished business. Maybe there was a reason why they couldn't transition, but that was always kind of like the whole thing is maybe they're here because they have unfinished business. Or maybe they just didn't, maybe they're lost, man. Maybe they didn't know where the fuck to go. Who knows? I don't know. But it's all speculation, and it, it does bring up good good subject matter. Well, it's a compelling point, and I'm glad you as raised it. As long as it. we're not trying to tap into religion because you know how people touch Well, that's that. that a lot of people are going to go with religion when it comes to this, and you talk about going to different dimensions and consciousness leaving the body and what happens after you die. Automatically, religion comes into the forefront of the discussion for most people. We're talking scientifically here, just trying to figure it out. And what some people may conceive as these different things, like you said, an entity, a ghost, a poltergeist, a, a demon, an angel, an alien, a werewolf, a vampire, all these different things that people witness, say they have physically seen, could be an abstract of something trapped between dimensions, a soul, a consciousness that hasn't ascended, descended, went wherever it's supposed to. Maybe it's caught somewhere in between for the moment. We don't know. But scientifically, the breakdown, the theories that are discussed by the most intelligent scientists on the face of this earth say that there are other dimensions. So if there's other dimensions, then what are they for? What purpose do they serve? I don't have a fucking clue. But it's interesting when you get into theoretical physics, quantum theory, all these things that are way beyond my pay grade or thought processing ability. It's just interesting to get into the scruples of these people and look at what their big brains have put down for us to digest. And I'm willing to look at it with an open mind and go, that's quite intriguing. Because this is not talking about the lizard people that live in the middle of the earth. (laughs) And this is not talking about the fucking flat earth that you can, you know, fly to the end of and you fall off into outer space or some shit like that. (laughs) I'm not, like we talked about earlier, I'm not going to discuss conspiracy theories that are so fucking stupid. There's no point in them. And then you get to conspiracy fact. Once a conspiracy now proven true, here is a paper that leaked out from the government it didn't leak out they let it go into the public quietly they released it and eventually somebody found it in the 2000 somethings when it was released in 2003 but it took a while for it to catch on and go mainstream to where i heard about it here we are in 2022 you know so it was done a long time ago and Technology back then that they're talking about and the things that they accomplished is pretty mind blowing for from 1970 to 83 that this experiment was conducted. So I am blown away with the discussion and the depth of knowledge and science behind all this. And it leads me to believe if they found out this much back then, there's a much deeper understanding 
and process that I'm sure the government has a hold of now that we don't know about. Dude, the people are so far behind. Like they, they think that when something comes out, like say, I don't know, the first time you saw an iPhone, they think that that technology was like made up in a lab, like within the previous year or something. Here's the thing. Like you look at like somebody like Oppenheimer who was able to like harness the power of nuclear energy and cause it, of course, the government used it for devastating things. And he said, of course, this is what I'll be fucking remembered for. And guess what, dude? It is what you're remembered for. But he was able to do that. We're talking all the way back World War II, man. Right. They were doing shit back then that people were like, they had no fucking idea. What, what is he talking about? Nuclear technology. And then they move a little bit further ahead. Dude, the 50s was a huge breakthrough in technology for the government. The people didn't. You know, the internet's been around. It was actually uh, it was actually made for military uh, application. But right, yeah. It's been around since the 60s, dude, at least. And people are like, what? When the internet popped up and they were like, you know, holy shit, what's this? It's like, dude, it's already been around for like 20 plus years. Yeah. But you're just now hearing about it. So, right. you know, people don't really, I don't think they care, honestly, but they don't fathom that either. The, 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 the technology, so the de- technology is like bled out at a, a slow level consistently enough to keep people happy. But yes, what you're saying is obviously going to always be the truth. Whatever we have and we are amazed by, I promise the government is 20, 30, 40, 50 years ahead of us with what they actually have, which, you know, all of a sudden all these sightings of aliens and stuff like that being thrown out into the public, the government admitting to them and allowing people like David Favor to come forward and Bob Lazar and people like that. Well, if they're admitting and, and like giving freely these videos captured by military planes or boats or whatever on their radar if they're allowing them to give this stuff away then maybe there's a reason because they're trying to get you prepared for the fact that they are going to release technology soon that they've been sitting on for the last 50 years exactly kind of like when everybody was like hey here we are we're pressed when we got into the nano age everybody's like holy shit you ever hear about this nanotechnology? We're still like riding on the gigabyte age and everybody's like, hey, man, did you hear about this stuff? You're talking about nanotechnology? It's like, yeah, them dickheads over there in that lab, they've been working on that shit for like 30 years. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you are just now hearing about it. It comes out in magazines or, you know, on, on the computer or whatever, you know, all of a sudden you stumble across this whole new technology of nanotechnology and you're like, I'm fascinated. It's wonderful, but it's like all those people are bored of it, dude. They've already been doing it for like 20, 30 years. So, I mean, all the shit that you see now with technology, and I, you know, I, I once heard this uh, guy coin a term, he goes, I think we've used all the flavors up. I don't know that that's true, that there's not going to be new flavors. And when I say flavors, I don't actually mean fucking flavors, of ice cream, candy, or any of that shit. I right. mean, just new ideas. Basically saying that the fucking well has ran dry. And I don't necessarily believe that's true. I think there's more shit to come. And it's probably going to be really fucking scary more than it is impressive. 
So, well, hold I, on, people. Yeah, I hate to say you're right about that, but, um, you know, us being involved with possible World War Three at hand over Russia and Ukraine, we've not seen the gadgets or toys that the military has been suppressing, hiding behind closed doors since World War II. We really don't know what the capabilities of the United States or Russia even are. So what could be unveiled could be way more scary than a nuclear fucking bomb, which most people don't think anything scarier than a nuclear bomb. We don't know that. We don't know what they got. Oh, there's definitely shit worse than nuclear bombs. I mean, hell, even after they started designing like neutron bombs and shit like that, I mean, the stuff that they do like that, uh, there was this one thing I was reading about how they can drop it out of a plane. It can even be detonated from the atmosphere. But basically, and there was kind of a scare, I guess, about 10 years ago where we had to worry about it because it started happening overseas, like in Europe and stuff, where basically what they were doing is they were detonating uh, electromagnetic uh Technology EM, EMF bombs that would like short yeah, out you, everything. Yeah, EMPs and stuff. Somehow or another, they were able to like harness the power. It is is such a small. They showed like the scale of it. It was so small, dude. It was like it would fit like in you cut both your hands together. It literally fit in the palm of your hands, and that little charge could literally take out like our entire fucking eastern seaboard. Like it was just so crazy. They're like, well, if we detonated exactly. You know, two miles above the Earth's atmosphere, you know, we could probably take out almost half the United States. And I was just thinking, holy shit. Uh, yeah, there was a weird scare about that like 10, 12 years ago. Um, well, that was I mean, back uh, when I think I actually was back, I think, when uh, when Obama first got in office. And um, so, I mean, you know, there is that technology out there. I mean, that shit that uh, Pakistan has. EMPs are real. I mean, we know now that, I mean, most people know anyways that they're real. You remember that? Fucking rail guns and fucking, like I was telling you earlier about the rods of God, the tungsten rods that can drop from a satellite in space and has the capacity of a nuclear explosion without the fallout. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy shit that has leaked that people have heard of or know about, but they don't really know. They don't the know crap the they based that movie off of. The crap they based that movie off of. We talked about uh, on another podcast, The Rock. You remember that? The VX yes. gas. Yeah. You know, Pakistan actually has shit. <laughs> they don't call it VX gas. I don't know what the fuck they call it, but and the reason why they said they never tested it, and this is back in the early nineties, they said the reason why they never tested it is because if you detonate the shit in the atmosphere, they were worried about the fallout. They were like the wind current blowing back around and killing all of them. Anything so biological like, like that, you got to be aware of the possibility of that shit. Yeah. It's just like dropping true. a nuclear bomb. The fallout's going to blow whichever way the wind's going, and that nuclear toxicity, the radiation's going to fucking barbecue and cook and kill people with cancers and all sorts of shit, whichever direction it blows. So, same with the VX or any type of other biological warfare. You got to worry about where it travels. It's not just going to stay where you drop it. Yeah. For sure. So, anyways, we're getting off on conspiracy theory <laughs> fucking craziness. Um, not that it's all theory. A lot of it, like I said, this one's a fact, and lots of the ones we talked about are fact. But let's get back to the Gateway Project. 
Um, I was talking about the binaural beats that Mr. Monroe was using in his studies. And he used these frequencies to synchronize the left and right hemisphere. Binaural beats, everybody needs to check them out. They're fucking radical, but you got to have headphones on to use them. They don't work if you listen to them from an outside speaker because it will not sync the left and right hemispheres of your brain. You need to have a specific sound coming in the right ear, specific specific sound coming in your left ear, or it won't work because is there something about that nuance of a slight frequency difference that entrains your brain to um, do certain things? So the different maps that he put out in this study show like Delta, which Delta is five to four hertz. And that's where you're in deep sleep, but like deep dreamless sleep that's where we go into hopefully for at least for a couple hours every night that is cellular repair loss of body awareness you can have an out-of-body experience during delta uh, sleep i gotta have uh, out of, i gotta have an out-of-body piss real quick so ah, go for it i'll explain these while you're doing it theta state four to eight hertz Okay, that produces creativity, insight, dreams, deep meditation, reduced consciousness. But this is the delta, the theta and delta states are basically where they're working at in these experiments. Okay, then you have different states like alpha state, 8 to 13 hertz produces relaxation, both physically and mentally. Beta state, 13 to 32 hertz, produces awake, alert consciousness, thinking, excitement, focus. Gamma state, 32 to 100 hertz, produces heightened perception, learning, problem solving. So, amazingly, learning all these different megahertz and where exactly they operate at in the brain, how they produce these certain brain states, they could... Pump this through stereo speakers that you're listening to on your headphones and give you this state of being. That's almost like a drug, but they're doing it through sound waves. So he published these results about sound waves and the CIA came calling. They asked to work with Monroe in tandem with, get this, Project Stargate. You ever heard of Stargate, Danny? I know you've seen the movie Stargate. Yes. Okay. Project Stargate was part of this project. Oh, really? Yes, because you were able to travel interdimensionally. Remember the movie was about traveling interdimensionally. Fucking awesome movie too, by the way. Yeah. So the secret U.S. Army unit that established this was in 1978 at Fort Meade, Maryland, Investigators at this Project Stargate researched and conducted remote viewing, astral projection, and psychic abilities used for military applications and especially espionage. (laughs) Okay, so they spent over a decade, it was basically 13 years from what I see in the studies, working on this project with the CIA to develop the gateway process. He applied theoretical physics to explain the characteristics of time, space, dimensions. He theorized and expanded consciousness that it transcends time and space. 
Monroe also documented the biomedical effects of hypnosis, transcendental, I'm sorry, meditation, and biofeedback. And there's a diagram here showing how without hemisync, what your brain normally looks like, and with hemisync, this is probably in the documentation, shows the coherent brainwave pattern that enhances your whole brain potential through his process and what it's how they documented it and showed it in this in the papers. So that hemisync is, like I said earlier, it's the left and right hemisphere of your brain being synchronized no matter what the state, from delta to gamma, beta, all the different ones I told you about while Danny was leaking his lizard. Your brain... <laughs> <laughs> so we all know your brain has left and right hemisphere. The right side is where you get your creativity, your imagination, and your emotions. You know, some people operate more out of that side of the brain. Some people operate more out of the left side, which is very analytical and logical, black and white. The yes and no you know, binary kind of thinking, almost like a computer. Um, so hemisync takes these states that do not usually operate well together. They don't work together while you're functional, while you're coherent, up and moving around. And it takes these states and combines them and allows you access to both at the same time. So that's that puts you past this screening process that normally happens with your left brain, the the analytical brain, and allows you to go and access your subconscious. Okay. It's pretty far out shit. I so wish I had the actual documents to read from, but like I said, they're 25 pages, dude, and to read 25 pages, this fucking podcast would be like a day long. <laughs> especially after reading some of the more like in-depth scientific shit and discussing it and some of the experiments and what they accomplish it's you can't help but go okay we got to we got to talk about that sounds like a, a lengthy uh, amount of information possibly a good plot for the for a good movie well this has been explored in certain movies like Lucy where the girl expands her brain power and is able to tap into her full brain power. I mean, that's one of the next sentences here is we're talking about this hemisync. It opens the doorway to allow you to go beyond yourself and tap into the full power of your brain. Bam. There's Lucy, the movie. Yes. Yeah, so they basically say that like from what scientists have been saying for so long, that human beings only can use so much of their brain. 10 to 15% is the accepted scientific guideline of what we use for our brain. I have seen scientific studies that show we use our full brain, but not all at one time. You use different parts for different things. Your whole brain doesn't light up at one time and 100% go into usage, in other words. Right. So it's 10 for ten to 15% while I'm awake. Maybe I'm needing to drive a car or walk somewhere. You only need 10 to 15% of your brain. Your brain cuts out. Your brain is basically basically a deletion device. It makes your focus block out shit that you don't need to pay attention to and focus on what you do need to pay attention to. Right. So it's constantly going, thousands of things are trying to get in my way or steal my attention. That fucking billboard, this car driving by, this retard over at the bus stop while I'm walking down the street. 
you know, so you block all those things out. Your brain focuses on where I need to go, what am I doing, and makes you think about those things. So it's it's, it's, it's it's the reticular activating system is the main thing that controls your brain during your conscious waking hours, and that makes you focus on what you need to focus on. And it makes you delete or push out all the other things that you don't need to pay attention to. I think I think we got a lot of people here in Texas. You you mentioned driving. We got a lot of people here in Texas. I don't think are using even one percent of their brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking idiots. They need to go to the Monroe Institute and have an enlightenment experience. They'd be excellent drivers after that. Yes, possibly they, even consider it. Yes, their fucking car would fly. <laughs> they just fucking lay back and go into a meditative state and their fucking car would fly on wherever they want. Yes. Okay, so it says when you're calm, your thoughts can access the alpha state and even more deeply into the theta state. Deeper still, you reach the delta state and this is usually only achieved by high-functioning meditators like monks and nuns who have practiced it for decades so we talked about the binaural beats it goes into talking about how binaural beats work to harmonize frequencies inside of your brain and access certain functions of your brain that normally you wouldn't by doing this binaural beat experience I don't want to go into talking about that or how some you know, like uh, on a side note, dude, you know, I know that we're talking about this specific, but the thing is, it's like, I think all sound period stimulates our brains because if you think about it, like I've, I've heard, I've talked to a guy that was telling me about it like, he, he, I don't know if it's, if, if there's people out there that have this issue, but like whenever I go to sleep, dude, I have to have a fan blowing loudly. Um, well, I discussed that in my last. I, I discussed this in my last podcast. I was yes, talking about did. relaxing. I was yes, talking about did. like white noise and pink noise emulates the sound of a fan. That's that's what the guy told me. He said that um, he was talking about a woman that used to have to travel with a box fan. In fact, I heard this. I heard one thing on a radio show. Uh, um, I don't even remember what radio show it was. Where he was talking about a woman he knew. I don't know if it was his wife or he was saying it was a friend. But Sid had to travel with this box fan. She like literally could not go anywhere without this box fan. She couldn't sleep without it. Yeah. And it, uh, I was talking to another guy. It's relaxing. Uh, and he was like telling me that he used to be the same way, but he switched to white noise. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, white and noise, started, pink noise are about the same. They have yeah, slight, he, slight variation. You just got to pick which one you like best and what works for you. Yeah, and it just kind of blew me away. He said that uh, when he actually started doing that, he found himself like getting a full, solid, good eight hours of sleep where he had struggled before with it. Like yeah. I used to listen to, uh, I have like on my uh, Spotify, man, dude, I got like a shitload of like nature sounds and uh, Which are good uh, too. water waterfalls yeah. and stuff. And I, I'll drive down the road listening to this shit. Sometimes I listen to death metal because I just want to, hunt someone but, <laughs> but and then that's when i put on the nature sounds to calm down so i don't punch someone 
Yes. And I do find out that, that over a period of time, man, it's like after listening to this stuff, and I found some that are really more dominant than others, where it really calms me down. It's almost like petting a dog that's like, he needs some love or he's going to fucking go out and murder you or something or murder another animal. It's one of those things. It's like, um, it's very calming and soothing. And so I started to realize that sound period can generate a lot of different emotions, a lot of different feelings. Like when we listen to music or we get pumped up, maybe if we're in the gym or working out, we want to hear some death metal or maybe if we're at home chilling, maybe it's, washing it's dishes. Endless. Yeah, it's endless. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you can, it's you can do thing. you can you can do anything with sound, and this goes even further to show you with binaural beats that if you get beyond the um, sounds of our natural world that are created by musical instruments or nature itself, like you're talking about, you can enhance your biology. In all sorts of fashions, like you're saying, from even going to sleep to enraging you or giving you passion to want to go to the gym or punch somebody in the teeth or, hey, it can make, it can make you go to sleep. Binaural beats take that one step further to actually in training your brain by using headphones and sending an alternating sound frequency through each um, hemisphere of your brain to actually pull your brain into a coherent state at whatever that megahertz sound is. If it's a state of focus that you want to be at, the binaural beats can help you reach that. If it's a state of sleep you're looking to go into, the binaural beats can help you get into that. Uh, But, I mean, going to sleep with headphones on isn't very comfortable. But you can use it for lots of things. You got anxiety, you can use binaural beats to lower you down to a state of mind that's more tranquil and relaxed. So the the binaural beats is a more elaborate form of what you're expressing that sound waves can do. It's just even more intense. It's more crazily scientifically proven that, hey, sound is very powerful. And if you go beyond sound, sound is just a frequency that's going through the air that penetrates your ear and the reverberations go picked up by your brain and produce something inside you chemically that make you feel something that's crazy right well there's radio waves in our fucking air everywhere that you're not even hearing that if you have a radio receiver you can pick up there's lots of things you can pick up on your cell phone if you have it but if you don't have a cell phone you can't pick up the reception that's coming from somebody's bluetooth or maybe a wi-fi tower or whatever but it's out there and it's you people don't consider this is affecting our cellular biology and everything and there's not much research being done on it or it's being blocked because maybe higher powers know what it does do and they don't want you to know but that's a whole nother discussion because then you <laughs> then you can get into 5g theory and people talking about how it disrupts your cellular biology and breaks down your cells and slows your healing process, immune function. And I've heard all sorts of things. I don't have the science behind it, so I can't prove it. And I don't want to act like I know, but do I believe there's a possibility? Yeah, there probably is a good possibility that the frequency that 5G vibrates at causes problems because they've shown problems in scientific studies at 3G. So if you have an even stronger, higher vibration, now after 3G, all scientific studies have been squashed. 
4G, 5G, gone. You won't find them anywhere. Yeah. So if they stopped them at 3G, then what do you think? Yeah, there's probably well, some the, truth to it. The, power, the powers of be have way too much money. Thank you, Elon Musk. We appreciate your dedication. That's <laughs> all cancer. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm sure it's I'm sure it's I'm sure it's so much more terrible. Those towers emit such a high frequency and they're so much closer together. Um you and I actually know somebody that's worked on those towers. Billy? And, uh, Billy. Billy P. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, he, those he'll die it's, soon. It's, <laughs> it's funny how like you know, I, I thought it was really funny how that was like a, a in demand job, like it had to be like it had to be done kind of thing during COVID. We yeah. talked about in demand jobs, me and you both working in it, ID technology back yeah. in the day. So uh, understandable that that job would be in demand, right? Everything has to be shipped across the world. It, it is what it is. Right. Whereas, and we were building the machinery to do that. So what's funny is, is that these five G's towers were like, it was one of the highest, like they just started putting them all over China before they even hit here. As soon as everybody went on lockdown, for some reason, that became a process that they expediated. They started throwing up 5G towers as quick as possible while everybody was locked down. Yeah, it's because it's like a $200 billion project. Man. It's another conspiracy theory, though, because what's why did they do it at that time when nobody was able to see what they're doing? Uh, misdirection. And then lots of people that did find out about it started burning down and destroying these towers. You didn't hear much about that, but it was happening. Yeah. Poor Billy. All that work. <laughs> okay. Anyways, me and you get sidetracked a lot because there's so many interesting ways to go off this discussion because there's so much related to it. Okay. Let's get back to this though. Okay. So it says all is one and one is all. What's that all about? Everyone and everything is connected in our entire universe at a subatomic level. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. I'm sure there's a better scientific explanation though. What we think of as solid matter is actually energy vibrating. That's exactly what I was saying earlier. Everything is energy. Everything is connected to everything else. Some scientists have theorized that even emotions are energy, which... I have actually seen some scientific studies that show that when you do produce a certain emotion, they can take something that measures electrical frequency and show that people put off different electrical impulses from their body and heart based on what emotion they are exuding, like excitement, sorrow, depression, joy, whatever, happiness, love. I think the highest vibration that has been proven by any scientific study I saw was love. And the higher Hate. vibration, the better. Hate is very low on the scale. Hate, depression, all those kind of things are very, very low. Very low vibrations. So the higher the vibration, the better it is for your cellular biology. The lower vibration is worse for you. But anyways, so... Everything we think and feel is influencing everything and everyone else because it does emit a field around us. I don't remember what the field is that extends from a human being, but there is a certain field it covers. That's why you can feel what people call karma or an energy coming off a human being in the room because you are actually affected by it. So with that said, our minds are immaterial and held in the quantum field. This is what Bob Monroe stated 
in that gateway process. That whole paragraph I just read, but I had to insert my own point of view in some of it. So quantum field theory is the concept that the universe is an entanglement of energy waves. It was first theorized by Albert Einstein and Werner Heisberg and Max Planck. What we perceive as particles are excitations of the quantum field. The heart and brain are connected through the dura. The dura is the cushion between your brain and spinal fluid where the heart and brain are vibrating at the same frequency. It produces an energy field that is so powerful that it covers the circumference of the earth about 40,000 kilometers. This frequency is so powerful that it can break through water, concrete, metal, or any structure. Structure, excuse me. When you raise your vibration, you are influencing the global magnetical charge of the whole entire Earth. This is from Bob Monroe through this project. Let's say had been obviously thinking about way before Bob Monroe even wrote about it. So. That's crazy to think about, dude. We're talking some fucking insane shit there. <laughs> he doesn't say, he's not saying that you automatically put off this out into the quantum field. He's saying you have to get your vibration up high enough. And if you do, you can traverse the circumference of the earth, penetrating any solid object. That's hmm. fuck. That's fucking crazy. With the energy from your heart and brain. That's pretty fucked up. So quantum quantum entanglement experiments established the existence of non-local consciousness. The very first quantum entanglement experiment was published in 1935 by Albert Einstein, Boris Podolsky, Nathan Rosen, and Erwin Schrodinger. They took two related particles and separated them into two different locations. You may have heard of this experiment. They spun one particle and instantly the other one started to spin. They were communicating with each other. The two particles were in an entangled quantum state. And this is something, the phenomenon, I can't remember the name of it. Do you know, Danny, where they they separate two particles that are related into separate areas and if they move one or do something to one, the other one mimics it. But if they don't look at it, it does something different. But it, as long as they're looking at it, it mimics, which is That's fucking, crazy. Is fucking insane. That means that the particle is aware and knows something's looking at it. That's awesome. It's insane shit. I don't remember what that whole phenomenon is called, but sounds like a scary fucking sci-fi. Yeah, but it's and the the crazy shit about it is it's real down to the particle level. We're talking like there's consciousness in fucking particles. Sure, why not, man? Anything's uh, possible. It's it's like a our cells in our body. I think we're outnumbered like three to one by bacteria compared to cell living cells in our body. Like there's more yeah. back there we're more bacteria than we are cellular, genetic cellular right. material, which means bacteria can influence the way our body reacts. They can influence the hormones produced in our body that go through our brain, like I'm talking like serotonin, dopamine, endorphins. So bacteria can literally fucking control us. If they want certain foods, they want you to do certain things. That's kind of crazy to think about, isn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why they always say, you know, it's a, good bacteria, bad bacteria. You know, if you keep that moderate balance in your body, man, you feel okay. You know, things are good. But when it's not good, well, <laughs> you know the ending result of that. Man, there was one crazy, just not to get too off subject, but since we're talking about this, there was one bacteria that I found out about that you can get from cat poop. Some, some people get this that live with cats. You know, they get in their litter box and they scrap, scratch and kick their shit. And then it gets on their claws, they scratch you. Well, you get toxoplasmosis. Um, yep. Lots of rats and stuff end up with this or mice and it makes them fucking crazy. It makes them, the the bacteria goes into their brain and tells them to go to the cat. So the cat will eat them. <laughs> and they do, they come running towards the cat. It makes them have no fear and makes them want to come towards the cat and be killed. Well, the bacteria wants that so it can promulgate back in the cat and be spread more. It's yeah. fucking weird phenomenon. Wow. But if it gets into human beings, it taps into this circuit in your brain that has to do with your fear. It stops you from having fear. So lots of people, the phenomenon that's been experienced with, with this is lots of people that have this toxoplasmosis that pick it up from a cat. Why they could either step in some cat shit and they had a cut on their foot or an opening or something like that, or they get scratched by a cat. These people start exhibiting no fear and start doing crazy shit and out of characteristic behavioral qualities. Like they start gambling, they start going and doing real dangerous shit. Um, you know, uh, some of them are people that are doing extreme sports, like they're riding and doing these bike stunts where they jump and flip their bikes and crazy shit like that because they don't they don't have this fear like a normal person would have. Turns out they have good toxo, reason not toxo, to own a cat, people. Good reason yeah. not to own a cat. Toxoplasmosis comes from them kitty cats, but anyways, that's a bacteria thing, and you know it's crazy to think that these little bacteria can promulgate and grow and spread in your body enough to where they make it to your brain and start controlling the way you act, and you're not that's in control. Insane. You think you're in control, but you're actually not in control. It makes you just completely elusive, like you just act like a moron, basically. Hey, it's cool. Let's go out and play chicken. Yeah, good reason not to own a cat. I hate cats anyway, so, you know, they're nasty. Yeah, I'm not a big fan either. So that's just a, a little sidetrack. But anyways, this entire report is freaking extraordinary. I wish I could go over the whole thing, but I'm just giving you a bare minimum synopsis of it. The U U.S. government seems to be validating out-of-body experiences, psychic phenomenon, expanded consciousness, um, quantum traveling through different, um, what you call it? I forgot what the, what the word is. Uh, I said it a while ago. I just had a complete like brain eraser moment. <laughs> yeah, it happened. What do we call it? Like a dimensions, different dimensions. Okay, there it is. I don't know why that escaped my vocabulary for a moment, but anyways, so looking back at this, 13 years, they spent $20 million from the 70s to 83. And lots of the uh, subjective material from the experiments they did is very interesting. So Project Gateway Declassified, I suggest... If anybody is really interested in this, look it up. 
read about it yourself, or look up Esoteric Eddie. He did a YouTube video on this, Esoteric Eddie. And his video, although he's kind of, I don't, I hate to cut him down. He's very dull the way he speaks, but his presentation, the video is fucking awesome. And the material that he goes through, because he's just got a monotone voice. He doesn't have much action in his voice, you know what I mean? So it's kind of dull in that way, but anyways. He like Mr. Roboto. He's very robotic in his delivery, but the <laughs> but his breakdown of this is so much better than what I just said. And but me, I guarantee you, me and Danny are more entertaining. <laughs> we try. Yeah, but he he's more in depth on the scientific uh, studies and breaks it down better for the layman to understand. And he goes into depth on. Uh, lots of the participants and what they experienced, where they went, what they saw, how they did it, blah, blah, blah. So check out Esoteric Eddie's YouTube video on this Gateway Project and you will be happy. And he's got lots of other very cool videos on stuff too that I've checked out a couple of his videos after I checked out this Gateway one because I was just like, wow, he's got some good shit. So anyways, the Gateway... Gateway Project declassified. There it is. And this is hopefully just one of many. I would like to do some more. Um, eh, I'm not going to say that everything's going to be a conspiracy theory because this used to be a conspiracy theory. Lots of people thought this was bullshit. Now it's conspiracy facts. So conspiracies, whether they be theories or facts, I would like to make this a new project of mine to cover different things that have happened in this world via governments and other entities out there like MK Ultra. What about 9/11? And we we skated over aliens like David Favor and uh, Bob Lazar, Element 151 that was discovered by Bob Lazar. It was he was a liar blah 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 and now it's a real element on our elemental table. He discovered it from the supposed alien crash that he was reverse engineering at Area 51. JFK, COVID, what about COVID? Does not anybody not see some conspiracy shit tied to that? The event 201 that they fucking acted out the whole COVID event just like three months before it happened. Filmed, Convenient. documented, Everything down to a fucking T that happened. They acted it out. Bill Gates was involved. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And we went over Project Gateway. Operation Paperclip. The moon landing is still fishy to me. (laughs) The Tuskegee experiment is not a conspiracy. That's been admitted to by the government. That's a nasty one. The rods from God weapon. We talked about that a bit. Propaganda brainwashing. Government experiments on the public people. I mean, I've got just a bare minimum list of stuff I'd like to scratch into. That's some of it. So look forward to that, and maybe I'll be lucky enough to have Danny grace me with some of his wonderful input. And, like, he helped me along here with this, with his own experiences and some things that uh, he had more knowledge about than I did. And, as always, glad to have you, Dano, to join in on this podcast and elaborate on some of the subject material excellent thanks for having me uh we're very glad to have you 
Thanks, everybody, for listening in. That's the end of this one. We'll catch you on the next episode. Laters. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. Keep it